Welcome to the official Ronnie Landis Podcast Show, where you learn to upgrade the human experience through natural nutrition, lifestyle design, and consciousness engineering. This is no ordinary health or personal growth podcast, and Ronnie Landis is definitely no ordinary host. Ronnie Landis is an integrative nutritionist, transformation coach, and human behavioral specialist. He brings on some of the world's leading thought leaders to deliver to you the most cutting-edge information and unique perspectives so you can create the life of your dreams. Get ready to receive your upgrade in all you believed was possible, starting now. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis Show, and I am your host, Ronnie Landis. Before we dive headfirst in today's groundbreaking and perspective-altering episode, I want to share a 60-second audio with you explaining my digital holistic nutrition certification program, the Holistic Health Mastery Program. This is a brand new recording, and I'm really excited to share it with you, so indulge me for 60 seconds and enjoy. Welcome to Holistic Health Mastery, the master's class of natural nutrition. This unique online certification program offers unparalleled wisdom on health, living foods, detoxification, longevity, and personal empowerment. Access a curriculum designed to offer far beyond the traditional teachings of nutrition, merging ancient wisdom with cutting-edge science, all delivered through an easy-to-use platform. Study each lesson at the comfort of your own home, on any device. Access over 70 video lessons and start from anywhere in the program. You are in control of the pace, where even a daily 20-30 to 30 minute investment is enough to complete the course within six months. Once you're ready, take the quiz and you're on your way to be certified as a holistic health master. In addition, you'll have access to extra features, such as monthly student support calls and an online community of students and masterminds actively discussing and sharing insights to support your education. It's time to invest in yourself and in future generations to come. Join the new leaders of natural nutrition and become a significant part of building a new paradigm in health and consciousness. So there you have it. That is the Holistic Health Mastery Program, and I'm so excited to continue to share this amazing opportunity with people all over the world. We have over 200 plus students from all over the world, and it's constantly growing. The feedback that I get on this is just really amazing, beyond my original expectations. So if you want to find out more information about this, you want to get in more details, you want to review the curriculum, or you're just ready to enroll right now, go to holistichealthmastery.com. And if you enter in the coupon code R-O-N-L-E-E, that's Ron Lee, you're going to get 10% off your enrollment fee, which can be pretty significant depending on which plan you choose for yourself. Again, that link is holistichealthmastery.com. Use the coupon code Ron Lee. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. And I have to speak somewhat slower than I often do. Usually, uh, I feel like I have a really rapid pace of vernacular, but in this particular introduction, I am purposely slowing myself down because this is no ordinary conversation. This individual that you are about to hear 
is no in, an ordinary human being. I mean, no, none of the guests are, right? Everyone is unique, but this guest in particular stretches the boundaries of the human mind and the, the limitations that are somewhat imposed upon us by society, by our parents, by our religious leaders, our politicians, our teachers, and our own expectations and standards. However, there are certain human limitations that every single one of us considers to be concrete. We consider the laws of physics and gravity to be pretty concrete, right? If you jump off a building and you fall um, a certain level of stories and you hit the ground, you're probably going to die um, or you're at least going to fall down, right? That's a pretty well-accepted notion well, I have to say that over the years of studying this guest's material, and not really his material, but just his life journey, my belief systems have basically been dissolved. I realize in my journey that there is no black and white to life. There is literally nothing you can think of that is all or nothing. That is completely black and white. There is always a gray to everything. In this conversation, uh, in this example, the demonstration of this man, the, the life that he has lived, and what we are going to talk about is possibly the most um, obvious sign of what I call the X factor. The X factor in life is essentially the anomaly that is unexplainable. It's undescribable. It's undefinable. You can't put it into a box. If you try to explain it, you just your mind won't be able to get a handle on it. It's irrational in nature. And it tells us something about the nature of reality. It tells us that in order to produce a miracle... We have to get out of the rational mind, and we have to defer to irrationality. We have to start opening up to all possibilities, no matter how much they stretch our perception of reality and what's possible. We basically have to get out of belief systems altogether. This man, his name is Genesis Sunfire. Genesis Sunfire is what many people might consider to be a living breatharian. Now, that's not the most accurate title to kind of label him as, especially at this point in his journey, as he will, he will let you know about through our interview. But just to give you a little synopsis on his journey, he has spent over 17 years as, um, on a, on a path of self-realization, and he started as a fruitarian, meaning that about 17 years ago, he started eating nothing but fruit and was guided entirely by intuition. He had, he had no knowledge of nutrition, no knowledge of raw foodism, no knowledge that there were actually other raw foodists and breatharians out there in the world. 
he thought that he was the only person doing this because he was literally guided to a shopping market one day based entirely on intuition and all he wanted to do was eat fruit and from that moment on he became a a fruitarian and for many years he only ate fruit and then from there he became a liquidarian, a watertarian, and then eventually cracked a code of metabolism, a metabolic riddle where he got off food and water altogether for I think about three years or so. As he as he discusses in this interview, he was literally a breatharian. Now he'll explain why breatharianism is not really a real. It's not really the best accurate uh, description of, of the lifestyle that he's led, but it's, it's incredibly fascinating nonetheless. And this was such an incredible conversation that we actually went almost two hours. We went three minutes shy of two hours into this journey because he does, it, it doesn't just stop at this idea of breatharianism. It goes much deeper and it takes many twists and turns. And all I can say is just get ready. In order to really listen to an interview like this, you basically have to shut off um, any judgments that you might have about anything that I have just said right now. You have to just shut it off and just take this 100% as entertainment value. Take it as just somebody sharing their story you got to get out of belief systems about everything and just become completely open to everything. You don't have to buy into it. You don't have to believe it. You just have to become open to it and just take it as entertainment. Like you're about to go on a ride for the next two hours and just so prep yourself mentally and emotionally and just get ready to enjoy the ride. Because we're about to jump in for the adventure into the mind of one of the most unique beings walking this planet right here in this day and age, Mr. Genesis Sunfire. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Genesis Sunfire. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> oh, man, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's an absolute honor to be talking with you and for you to have me on your podcast. It really is. It's about time. It is about time. Um, you know, we, we had you know, just connected here and there over the years on, on Facebook. And as you know, that I've been following your work and your experience and your journey over the last five years, ever since I mm-hmm. became aware of the, you know, the experience that you have undergone and you being more vocal and sharing it with the world on, on, uh, on the internet. And I just really, we have so much area to cover, but I'm so mm-hmm. excited. I, I, you know, obviously you can, you know, you already know, like, I'm so excited to just talk with you. I've shared that with you before we got on that, it's mm. almost like I feel like a kid in a candy shop. Um, hey, join a club. I'm as excited as, as, as you are to actually talk to you. Mm, I really appreciate that. I think the reason I'm so excited is um, because you represent something to me that I've always known was real, 
but I had never really seen it completely like um, presented in such a real grounded, um, no BS kind of way. I know you like to say that, like, this is BS, mm. that's BS. Um, the way that, <laughs> that, you know, and I actually really appreciate that, that level of boldness that you have. And for the audience listening, um, we're going to take a journey in this conversation. That's how I want to go about this this dialogue between us. Is that we're going to take a journey because this is not an this is not an ordinary interview or an ordinary conversation. This is a topic that um, is very unique, but it's your experience. But you know what? Uh, it is, Ronnie. It's a very ordinary conversation. Mm. The problem is, is that. Us as a culture in this raw food movement, fasting movement, whatever you want to call it, we're the ones that are off. Right. You know what I'm saying to you? I do. Yeah. I'm, 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 you know, I'm probably going to burst a few bubbles and stuff like that, but <laughs> it, this is really, this should be a very, this conversation shouldn't even be taking place. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the sheer facts that us as a culture, us as a society, and as a subculture with the whole raw food, fruitarian, fasting movement, we are the ones that are off. And this is what, uh, this is the unconvenient truth that I bring a lot of the times. I like what you just said. Um, the, this is the inconvenient truth is that, well, I don't, I mean, just that, that phrase right there, what you just said, like, it, it's a pattern interrupt, right? Like, even when it comes to raw food, like, for a lot of people, that idea, um, when I talk to people about, you know, raw foodism, and the idea of even eating living foods, uncooked foods, I notice the connotations and the interpretations and triggers that people have, and they're like, oh my god, no, I can't do that, or this person said that's not good for my blood type, or whatever. And it's like, okay, then we really can't have this conversation. <laughs> but, 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 but check this out. If we're eating living foods, mm -hmm. how can we still be vegan? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Look at the words there, living foods. If it's living food, how mm. can we be vegan? I mean, that's, that's, how, I, that's how deep I take it. Yeah. You know? um, and again... <laughs> That's how, to me, off we are as a subculture with the whole fruitarianism and dry fasting and water fasting and raw food, all those things within this mainstream culture. You know what I mean? We're not so, we're not so uh, holier than thou as we would like to think we are. Right. It's, so do you feel that it's really the way that we we segregate ourselves from one another through using labels and definitions. Oh, exactly. That's actually been my total downfall, which we'll probably get to in the show. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's my, it's, I, I have always ran away from labels and I've never known why it's just never anything that's been really comfortable with me. You know what I mean? Because it's like, identity and labeling and people try to belong to something as a group of people and then once you get into a group the whole thing's corrupted because 
this person wants to be the, the top dog. Yes. And whatever they say, uh, you know, goes. Mm -hmm. And then you're either a sheep or a follower. Well, a sheep or a follower. <laughs> you're, you're, you know what I mean? You're either a leader or a sheep. Mm. Or shall I say a shepherd or a sheep? You know what I'm saying to you? And the whole thing gets corrupted. And people forget about themselves. They, they neglect themselves by being followers. And that's what I've always tried to tell people is don't follow me. Don't put me up on a pedestal because at the end of the day, if you're spending time doing that, then that's time that you're not spending looking after yourself and looking after your own emotional state, looking after your own uh, detaching from uh, the ills of society, you know. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, the vast majority of us have got mental health, mental health problems mm -hmm. that, that we cannot deal with in the mainstream society, in the mainstream framework, because it's, it's, it's medication, you know, and it's, it's, it's all those things. So that's, that's the, whole, the whole labeling thing for me is like kryptonite. It's, it really is. Yeah, I, I, you know... I get that feeling from you, and I think that's what originally um, sparked such a fascination. It wasn't just the fact that you have been on this breatharian path, and we're going to talk about that and break down what that actually means to you, because yeah. I find that to be way more fascinating. When you actually explain your perspective based on your long-term experience, I find that really, really fascinating, but that's what really caused me to... Um, to be interested in what you were sharing was not so much about the idea of breatharianism, but was who you are and how you're not trying to put yourself on a pedestal. I noticed that other, other quote unquote leaders or quote unquote gurus that are into fasting practices that are into minimalism or naturalism, mm. um, whether it's by their design or it's just when you have a lot of people following your work, they put you up on a pedestal because they they are they want to follow someone. They don't want to necessarily lead their own life. Um, it does become like a, a slippery slope and their message sometimes gets di um, diluted or corrupted, as you say. And that's the feeling yeah. that I got from you was like, wow. This guy, not only is his message pretty amazing, but really to me, it's 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 a type of authenticity that feels uncorruptible. Almost like when you think of like Batman, like it's like mm. a symbol that is actually un incorruptible. And I don't want to put you on a pedestal. I'm just saying that's what my feeling was that resonated with you. Uh, yeah, I think I think we all need acknowledgement and we all need recognition. You know what I mean? I'm going to be the first one to say that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you're, you're, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's like once people get in a group, man, it, and I think it's a bit of everything. It's a bit of business. It's a bit of marketing. It's a bit of uh, people putting you up on a pedestal. Yes. It's a bit of ego. It's a whole bunch of ego. And I can tell you, I've got the, an ego the size of a damn mountain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's it's a lot of skill to navigate your way through uh, being a public uh, being a public person mm. um, under all the scrutiny. And you know, even the scrutiny, even the scrutiny 
alone can drive you to uh, change as a person. You know what I'm saying? To to divert your 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 vision. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I do. Um, and one of the things I, I I'm not sure about now, but one of the things that I used to work really hard on back in the day when I was out there in the public was to try to be friends. Was was I just wanted to be a nice guy doing doing this thing, whatever it was, whether it was a fruitarian or the liquidarian or the um, fasting. Um, I just wanted to be a nice guy. I wanted to grow as a person. I didn't want the diet to be the main focal point of who I was as a person. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that is one of the biggest mistakes you can make in this whole thing is to is to make the diet the focal point it, at, at the end of the day for me the diet is like uh you know once you get all the detox out of the way blah 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 the diet is like a fraction it's a it's a blip on the radar you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's it, not- I, I just thought it was so funny um what you're saying, because this is a constant theme that shows up in in many of these interviews, because I bring on people that are, you know, they're leading thinkers in the field of health and, and, and that have been down that path of like, going through dogmatic and fundamental diet, um, or even religious, spiritual kind of circles. And I bring this idea up a lot because it was one of the things that really bothered me when I was in my first year of being in the raw food community because I thought for the first, I thought it was like, oh, everyone's really nice. Everyone is really heart centered. Everyone is really (laughs) all about supporting each other. And then I, and then eventually I realized because of the internet, I was like, oh my God, like there's a lot of people that are really psychologically and emotionally damaged um, damaged and and somehow they're using this raw food message or this other diet message as a as a way to spread their their uh vitriol yeah that's i mean i was i've been saying that for years because i i i the same thing same path i realized that and i was like uh, you know what i'm not even going to talk to these people because you just don't know what you're getting into and i and i realized the less food that you eat, the worse it gets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Once you go through all the subcultures, the ones that eat the least are the worst. That's, that's, that's where the vast majority of the damaged people are. And I, 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 To this day, I still haven't worked out how it happens, how it goes. But I know there's a lot of the... And I used to say this with the whole breatharian thing is that, you know, you've got to be really careful who you're talking to because you're... you're merged in there with people with eating disorders, um, anorexics that are trying to attach themselves to the breatharian, the fasting, because that's their little uh, avenue, their little excuse. Uh, instead of, you know, when they're confronted with the doctors, instead of saying, yeah, you know what, you got me. They can now say, oh, I'm doing a breatharianism like this guy, Genesis Sunfire. Mm, so then they bunch you up in that. Uh, yeah, and I, I become uh, public enemy number one. That's happened. That's happened many a times. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what the other guys get. Uh, from what I have, I've heard, they don't get the, they never used to get the grief that I used to get. Mm. I used to get the letters. 
you know what I mean, from people, from doctors or people claiming to be doctors saying that, oh, there's this girl in a, in a uh, hospital bed because of you. She wants to be just like you. Right. You know what I mean? But, Stuff like that. Not, I used to get that That's back not because, and that's so interesting because it's like, that has nothing to do with you because you didn't tell people, you don't tell people to do this. You, you're actually quite the opposite. It's just somebody yes. else. It's because of them, right? Like we have to yes. take personal responsibility. And I think that's a, that's another challenge with being a public figure, especially in a health world, especially with the lifestyle that you've led is people are not responsible enough oftentimes to actually, you know, to, to, I don't know, to, to practice something like this. No. And the worst thing is, Ronnie, is that nobody wants it's it's what i found you know from back in the day is that nobody really wants to learn they uh, just want to claim you. it thank they you just want to claim it that. yes and when they find that they can't do it they want to stretch the definition to 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 suit them <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh, and man. <laughs> and that's been my beef with the whole breatharian thing because i went into the breatharian thing totally no idea I just went off of a feeling and I was told that, oh, you want to be a breatharian. And I was like, okay, is that what it is? Okay. Mm. And then, and you know, and before you know it, I was, I was the poster boy for the whole thing. So, um, it's, it's very, it's like you say, it's a very slippery slope, a very slippery slope. I, um, thank you for, for clarifying that. That's a really important point. And now, I feel like this is a great opportunity to um, go into this area because the audience listening to this message, they are what I would consider a very sophisticated and eclectic um, combination of people from all over the place. But people that, mm. that have followed my work tend to be more, um, more grounded and more practical thinkers and just people that are really interested and open to new ideas. Beautiful. So, you know, can you please share with us... So I can talk as crazy, crazy yeah, as I want, right? 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're probably the people that are the best, the best type of people for it. Um, All right. So this is how I want to ask... I want to frame this, this, uh, this question. Um, I want to know how this path unfolded for you. Now, I know much more details about the path you've walked just simply because of the research into your experience over the last few years. Um, mm -hmm. But the audience listening likely has no idea simply how this lifestyle you've lived is even possible and would really benefit from understanding the 17 plus year process that you've undergone to get to where you're at now. Cause it's not like it happened a couple of years ago, right? So you're talking about from Futarian upwards. Yeah. Like to give people an idea right. of like how right. you started this and how it's, how it's unfolded for you. This, this, uh, it started off with the whole Futarian thing. I was in, uh, Bristol. I was in Bristol. I was doing a college course and I just, I just felt, you know, I was having a ball just eating crap. Just eating crap, I was having a blast. You know what I mean? And um, there came a point, though, when I was at college where I just... And uh, imagine I'm going to set this scene as I'm in my room. One morning, I'm in my room, and I'm thinking, man, 
I just don't feel good, you know. I I just feel really crap. And um, I literally, I, I, you know, when you eat, when you're of the mindset of I'm going to eat shit and die, you just think, oh, you know what? Well, I'll just have have something and I'll feel all right. You know what I mean? But this time I just didn't want anything. So um, that's how the whole fruitarian thing came about was because all I wanted to do for some reason was to eat fruit. Mm. So I, 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 I went out on my trusty bike to the local, uh, the big cultural, you know, uh, West Indian market, got all these uh, imported fruits and uh, came back, came back home. And I just, I just tore them up. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, this is amazing absolutely amazing i feel totally better it was like an instant fix you know so i thought well if i feel this good now i'm going to do it again tomorrow <laughs> you know and um that's what i did and it was the same it was exactly the same thing so i thought you know what let me just keep this going so i just kept it going nobody told me about the detox mm. nobody told me about the detox so of course after about <laughs> five six days the detox hit I was totally flawed. Mm. There was no cleansing. There was no, I didn't know anything about that. There was no medicine, no, you know, spiritual meditation. There was, I didn't know anything about that. All I knew was this damn thing's made me sick. And, uh, and that was it. So I went back to cook food and uh, lo and behold, I felt shit again. Went back to the fruitarian, the fruits, felt better again. You know what I mean? So that's how the whole fruitarian thing started. And we're talking like uh, years beyond that now. We're talking getting into the liquid air. So it sounds like you were on fruit for a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, in those years, I'm um, um, trial and error. Detox is kicking my ass. I'm falling. I'm going back to cook food. I'm, 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 I'm going back to the fruits. You know, the level of education. Uh, Knowledge, education, uh, consistent information is virtually zero. I'm doing this by myself. Mm. All right? None, not, nobody's got any faith in me. I'm, I'm, I'm going on to the, uh, the raw boards, the raw food boards, and I'm getting slated. I'm getting attacked just by saying fruitarian. Um, uh, and and that's basic, that was basically my life for the whole time. Just getting attacked the whole entire time. Okay. There was no back in those days. There was no support for fruitarian. Mm. But there was, you know a, I mean? but there kind of was like this raw food subculture. Yeah, for okay. sure, mm -hmm. for sure. And there, you know, there was fruitarians scattered around, but they were literally dwindling. You know what I mean? Mm. The little group clicks they were, they were dwindling. Because everybody was going to the every everybody was uh, was getting scared of attacks. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, there was you know after a while there was only the the few of us the Doug Graham's me David Klein uh, of that time. You know what I mean? There was only the few flying flying the flag for 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 fruitarianism. This is this is really interesting and it brings me personally back to like a lot of the more the the more historical accounts of raw foodism that I really got into going back to like the natural hygiene studies yeah. and, and like Herbert Shelton and Johnny Love yeah. Wisdom and 
and back into like Ann Wigmore and Victoris Kolsvinskis, which was the first time that I even heard of the term breatharian, by the way, right. is when I read that book, The Survival in the 21st Century. Right. Um, and then I, I got introduced into the idea of fasting and, and water, you know, like juice cleansing and then liquidarianism, which is the next step for you, right? Right. Confucianism, yeah. Okay. What, what, how did, how did, um, how did that go for you? What was that transition like? Oh, you know, from, from Futurianism, uh, transitioning to liquidarianism, because like, you have to understand that I was maybe three years, I would say, no, no. anyway, for some time I was eating less and less and less, mm -hmm. you know? So it wasn't like one month I decided or one day I decided it was like a it was like a transition, literally a transition, very slow transition of eating less and less and less. And um, that's how that happened. But at that point, when you've done the detox work, you've done the cleansing, um, it's easy and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's it's a different ball game, You know, from the fruitarianism, I always say that was the hardest because that was a physical, the physical work. And if nobody tells you about the cleansing, doing internal cleansing, the salt water flushes, you know, and just cleansing your ass off, it's, 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 you know, along with the mental health issues that most of us have got, <laughs> it's a nightmare, Ronnie. It's a nightmare. And, you know, even now, a lot of people don't, don't face these things. They don't get the information. They don't educate themselves on themselves. Right. You know what I mean? To, to understand what they're going to face when they actually do decide to take the plunge and, and, and get off the drugs, get off the cooked food. Because what you put in has to come out. And what comes out is what's already in. You know what I mean? So whatever emotional shit is in there, it's going to come out big time once you get off the uh, cooked food mm. one thing i want to say here is that you know fruits get a lot of the credit they get a lot of the glory but to me fruits are just doing their own thing fruits are just teasing us into spreading their seeds you know what i mean it's an exchange mm -hmm. my thing is is that the body man once you get off cooked food period mm -hmm. your body's gonna 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 uh kick in yeah you know what i mean the, this, and, and this i don't want to interrupt you i just wanted to say that this is where i really was wanting to start going with you going into with you is that your perspective on this subject is so <coughs> much it's so much different but it's so refreshing than what you typically hear in like the the esoteric and spiritual circles about prana and love and light and right. just meditating right. on god's light in a closet or on the himalayas right. or something and it's like yeah. um okay but you know like i still you know we still have a life to live in these physical bodies so you bring in this whole thing of being an athlete and i think that's where i connect with you too because i grew up as an athlete as well and you talk about the body being the deal it's not even about the diet like i think like even when you talk about fruitarianism 
immediately what comes to mind is that you're stripping away the excess calories and the all the all the other stuff exactly. that the, the dense material the body has to use energy to digest and metabolize and try to do something with you're actually exactly. freeing the body up to be like a free energy device right exactly and that's also symbolic emotionally too mentally mm. you know what i mean so you know once once you reach a point where you can understand that your body is actually in charge and you got to surrender to your body with all your mental health issues wow. or whatever's going on or whatever craps inside, emotional craps inside, you've got to surrender to the body and the body, you've got to serve yourself. You know what I mean? And to me, that's where it all starts. Mm. You got, I mean, it's where all this love crap comes in. Because you've got to love yourself enough to serve yourself, to surrender and serve yourself. And that's, to me, that's where the truth is. When you can actually stop and listen to your own universe tell you what's wrong and what's going on and what you need to do to fix it and bring balance. Mm. So be your own you know guru. To be your own universe, man, to yeah, be your own universe I and like understand that. that you are a god of that universe or a mm. goddess of that universe or whatever you want to call it, but you are the head honcho. Right. You are the guardian of of this body, of this body we call a universe or I call a universe, my personal take on it. You know what I mean? So that's why I say the, the, the fruits... Uh, they take all the glory, man. <laughs> the body just sits there and like, oh, fucking hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been doing all this the whole time and the fruits come along and get all the glory. You know what I mean? Which is okay, but, you know, I don't want to wear, you know, I love fruits t-shirt when, when, <laughs> when my body's slaving away doing the business for me. You know what I mean? I want to give my body the credit. You understand? It's like when you want to go church and you want to give God the credit, that's what I want to do. My body is a church, and I want to give me as a god. I want to give my 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 temple the credit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we don't we don't often do that, do we? We we oftentimes oh. we we overlook our own capacity for greatness and our own capacity for self healing, and direct our attention to an outside source to heal us. That's why we call we have quote unquote healers to do the work for us, but. We don't often like I love what you said you you said surrender to the body and it's like I've actually never heard someone say that I've said I've heard people say surrender to God surrender to the divine which I I I understand that but but I'm I'm living in this 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 biological vehicle or instrument called a body and this is my body and if I am a mm. particle of God then I'm that particle living in this body. Therefore, I feel like I need to respect the body more and give it exactly. more credit. Now, you, you hit the nail on the head again, Ronnie. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure I've got mental health, man. I'm pretty sure pretty much everybody's got mental issues to do. And I I can say this is because I've never gotten support for it. I've had to work it out. Right. You know what I mean? I've had to work it out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a black guy. You know, when I was playing rugby, I used to be quite athletic looking and people used to cross the road when they saw me, you know, especially with the tattoos now. 
um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't always cool. You know what I mean? It right. wasn't always cool to be black. And I, I, I never, I was always judged. I was always judged in a society that, that I could just never make sense of. You know what I mean? When you're a kid, when you're a kid and you love everything and you're faced with hostility for no, for, for what you see as no reason, how do you deal with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, damn, it's, a lot of us are left to our own devices to figure things out. And, you know, thank God for me in particular, I was, I came into this whole fruitarian thing not knowing squat. And you know what? That's probably what saved my ass. Mm -hmm. Because if I came into it knowing what some of these guys know or, 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 or being told what the gurus have been told uh, or, or, or knowing what the gurus have told them, I would have had every, I would get of everything. But, but, but because I wasn't indoctrinated, I was able to listen to my intuition. And I realized, man, this, this, uh, I've got quite a good gut instinct. So, so I went with it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not, no, I'm not a great dude. I'm not all that. It's just, I learned in all my mental health shit, how to deal with it, how to adapt, how to handle myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I can tell you, Ronnie, when I was getting attacked, I was throwing down with the best of them. Mm. You know what I mean? I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't talking love and light shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was effing it, effing it and blinding it and expletive after expletive. You know, so I'm not, I'm not that dude. I'm not that spiritual, you know, articulate. I'm not that dude. I just learned how to come into something brand new, fresh out the box and adapt. And I knew how I felt. I mean, if you understand, I, I came into this probably three weeks or a month before I went to the to the raw boards, raw forums, discussion boards, uh, talking about fruitarianism. And everybody came with their fears, projecting their fears on, yes. on me. Oh, you need greens. Oh, you need water. Oh, you need this. You need that. Or you're going to die after two days, three weeks. And I'm <laughs> like, well, I've already... I've already been doing it some time and I haven't dead, died yet. So that's bullshit. <laughs> As we say, you know, that's bullshit. So, um, you know, that's how I came into it. And, and so, so to, to, to bring it back full circle to the original question, my understanding, at least the last time that I heard an interview from you, which was a couple of years ago, it had been a 17 year process that you had undergone from, raw food and fruitarianism to being a to living a quote-unquote no food and no water lifestyle is that correct i think it's maybe a little bit more maybe 19 something like that it's been yeah okay nearly so, two decades so it wasn't like you know you just had you had this aha eureka moment and then in a no. couple of years your body no. and mind acclimated to this this is a long discipline this is the word i want to use for people disciplined process i don't know to be fair i don't know if it was that disciplined in the beginning because okay. i okay. again i didn't know what the hell i was doing i didn't know where the hell i was going mm. to be quite honest with you ronnie i just thought it was all about fruitarianism and i thought you know back in those days in my first week i thought wow i'm a fruitarian that's it 
there's no there's no evolution after that. It's it's, it's just I'm just just going to eat fruit, tons of it, and everything's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any, anything about the uh, evolvement ev- evolution, so it came as quite a shock to where I was going. And when I hit the liquidarian stage, I was like, you know, when I got to the liquidarian stage, I um, I was kind of getting an idea as to where this was going, and I was saying to myself, you know, what well, I'm not. There's no way on this planet I'm going to be doing that uh, breatharian malarkey. You know what I'm saying? I was like, no effing way. Um, and guess what happened? You know, I ended up going there. So it's, I, I don't know if, if, I, if I can really say, because you have to understand, in between all those times, I'm going back and forth. I'm going back and forth. You know, I did, one thing I do remember clearly is doing three years on orange juice. Hmm. You know what I mean? And those days were beautiful. And I was, I had my seasons down, pat. I had it all locked down. My system, my little system, you know? And um, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. But then it's like, you know, I'm not going to even pretend that it was all plain sailing because, you know, life gets in the way. I was married at the time. I had a daughter. um, And, you know, things weren't always great. Things weren't always good. There were stresses. You know what I mean? Life gets in the way. And there is no instruction book with this fruitarian thing. That when this happens, this is what you do. You, you got to adapt and figure it out. And sometimes I didn't make the best choices. You know what I'm saying to you? Yes. And I don't think enough people are as transparent or can actually turn around and say that. Because it might cost them a few fans, or it might cost them a business, or it might cost them credibility, you know what I mean? But I didn't come into this um, thing for that. I came into this thing for me, mm-hmm. to be a better person, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, in my mind, I think part of my mental health issue as well is that I don't understand that. I don't, I can't make sense of not saying what I want to say. You know what I'm saying to you? I can't make sense of not telling the truth. Right. And I can't tell you how many people have tried to stop me from telling the truth. Mm. You know what I mean? And that makes it even worse for me. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I'm saying to you? So um, that can be quite a concern, you know, when you're, when you're in this field, when you're a public figure. Because you're, you're pissing on people's parade. Yes. You know what I mean? They want to lift you up as this uh, highly disciplined person, um, but you know you know another truth, or mm-hmm. or to you that's nothing. Right, right. You it, know what I'm it would it would appear to be, I guess it appears to be a highly disciplined process, um, just from just from the outside looking in. But for you, you experience it as something completely different. No, you know what it was? It can be if you know what you're doing. Okay. You know, if I was to go go back around again, it would be a highly disciplined process because I would know exactly what to do and I would be able to to it to the letter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I would I would flourish and I would I would be kicking down doors and I would be getting places. But back then I was a student, man. I was a student. 
And I think something like the whole Breatharian thing is that it deep that you will always be a student. And I don't like using the term Breatharian because I feel that that is a complete scam. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's let's um, talk about that, by the way. Like, what is that? What is that term? What is the different or, you know, um there's so much malarkey, as you say, about this whole breatharian thing. And to say breatharianism is a scam is interesting coming from you. So I think people will be really interested. <laughs> um, what do you mean by that? Right. The whole thing I mean by that is because when I say it, people say, oh, yeah, he admits that he was fooling people now. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the term <laughs> breatharianism and the culture of breatharianism to me is a scam. Because of what I've seen and what I've experienced and what I've what I get back from other students, mm. you know, um, I, I I mean, if you if you ingest saliva, how can you be a breatharian? How can you say you don't eat and drink? If your if your body's producing again, we get back to the body. If your body's producing one and a half to two liters of saliva a day mm -hmm. how can you then turn around and say oh i don't eat and drink this is why when people call me a breatharian i used to cringe even before i realized that you know what i'm saying to you and this thing about prana if this thing about prana why are we going through detox and why is it so why are so many people struggling? Because there should be enough prana to go around many times over. Mm. For people to just be like, wow, okay, make the switch immediately. Right, right. If this thing about prana, then it, we wouldn't need to, to make the switch. We could just all eat, eat, eat cooked food if this prana thing was what it was. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If this prana thing was so big, big and badass, but we're still getting sick. Right. People still have mental health issues. People still have severe detoxes sometimes. You know, there's, 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 there's bless them. There's people on medication that are trying to heal themselves through, through this. And it's a nightmare because they're not getting the education. And for some of these people, they're not getting to the experts or they can't afford the experts. You know what I'm saying to you? Yeah. So the whole breatharian thing is failing people. And in my day, breatharian was uh, all about the breathing. Mm. All, you do is, all you do is breathe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's all because in air, there's liquid. Within air, there's, there's, there's chemicals. But the thing is, what I was learning at the back end of it all was that it's not enough. You know what I'm saying to you? Because I was realizing that shit without saliva. You know, because I was always, I was, I was learning my trade in the heat. Mm. You know what I mean? In the heat. And I had to learn, okay, I've got to stay in the shade. I can't go out five times of the day because I need to, I need, um, you know, I had to learn my trade in the heat, man. Knowing, knowing that, oh, okay, if I'm anywhere near the sea, I need to go in the sea. You know what I'm saying to you? Yeah. To to bring my temperature down. Mm -hmm. I can't go in no no uh, building. <laughs> I have to go into the sea. 
You know what I mean? If I'm to really do this food free and water free thing, I need to I need to go into the sea when it's hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's where nature comes in. Yeah. And that's where I learned about the connection between nature, man. Nature and this whole uh, food free thing. You gotta connect to nature. You gotta use you gotta go back to the body. You gotta go back to natural things. You know what I'm saying to you? And even to some degree, the cleansing is unnatural. The, the internal cleansing. You know what I mean? Because after a certain while, it don't work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like all the cleansing protocols and programs that we do are, are only there to mitigate the damage and the obstructions exactly. that are in the body from an unnatural upbringing. Exactly. I mean, it's, they're they're bloody helpful. Don't get where it's 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 actually harming you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, these things are band aids. And you know, let me take it fur- further. You know, you get these uh, ancient things, a- ancient practices, and I'm thinking thinking to myself, okay, if these ancient practices still have cleansing methods then that means those ancient people were doing something that they shouldn't have been doing to have a cleansing method. Right. You know what I'm saying to you? So they weren't, they weren't that good either. Because we tend to lift up the ancients, right? The ancient practices as being, oh, perfect, natural, natural solutions. But listen, if they, if they had a, a cleansing protocol, then they were also doing something that they sh- they knew they shouldn't be doing. Mm. They just they also were living in a certain environment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why I like the guys like Moses and Jesus and people like that that would just fast for forty days. They're right. Just as simple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they wouldn't do a salt water flush, from what I know. Mm. They would just fast for forty days. This, you know what I'm saying? You know, this brings up an interesting question that I want to I want to pose to you and I think a lot of people listening will probably really appreciate this. What is the difference between what you might call authentic breatharianism and just blatant starvation? Ah, oh, bloody good question. Um doing it too fast? Doing the breath uh I don't even want to call it breatharian man because it's just it's not even it the power. right term. Anymore. It's giving it power, but yeah. let's let's call it that, all right? Because to me, I'm still going off the premise that it's a scam, right? So the whole breatharian thing, um, the difference between an authentic, authentic, an authentic uh, practice is that um, with the with the breatharian, uh, you got to look at the definition because the definition has been stretched many times over the years by different people. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. That's that's the difficulty it is. It's not it's not that clean clean cut. But I know that uh, most people, um, and I'll probably get crucified for this, but it's true. Most people go too fast. Most people stretch for definition. Most people call it breatharianism, but what they're doing is liquidarianism, or their or their intermittent fasting, right? Yeah. Because they can't keep it up, but they still want to call themselves 
Rafarians and be in that circle. They want to get the attention. You know, these people, some of these people do, do these things for different reasons. Everyone's got their own agenda. And what I found is that uh, most of the people that use the term Breatharian, they're in it for the wrong reasons. They're in it for uh, either acclaim or they're chasing some somebody else's fairy tale. You know what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. And um, Like a fantasy. What's I going to say? Same, yeah, yeah, and basically, breatharianism. If you don't, if you get away from the actual definition, breatharianism is based more on doing it in a spiritual way. Mm-hmm. Whereas you sit down and you meditate and you connect with whatever. You know what I mean? And I found these people to be the most dysfunctional. Mm. Dysfunctional, ungrounded people on the fucking face on the planet, and I I say that with some passion because I've I've had some interactions with um, these guys, you know. There's there's only a couple of these so-called uh, high-profile breatharians that I actually get on with and that I actually can talk without bringing up the word breatharian, and and, that, and that's Oberon, uh, Victor Trivi, Triviano. Um, on occasion, Jaz- mm, mm-hmm. Um And to, to be honest with you, and to be a bit rebellious, uh, those are the guys that um, are actually nice to me. And as far as I'm concerned, if they're nice to me, I'm nice to them. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they're high profile or even breatharian but you know what i mean um that and, and you know that goes towards my experience of the whole breatharian thing being a scam because these guys uh i'm not going to speak for Oberon, i'm not going to speak for victor um and i'm not i'm not going to speak for jasmine but some of these guys man they're totally outrageous totally outrageous they're, they're misleading people into believing that they're 100% food-free and water-free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, if, and that they're happy and that they're grounded and that they're sane. That's the, that's the, that's the nature of this thing. And when you get a, a, you know, a group of people with the same kind of mental health issues... That's kind of dangerous, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> because everybody gets led the wrong way. Right. That's why that's why I jumped out of the whole Breatharian thing, because some of these people are very destructive. Mm. They're very ungrounded, they're very emotionally unstable. I could tell you some stories, man, but I'm not. But just to emphasize the fact that I know what I'm talking about. Right, and you're not you're not up on a pedestal prophetizing to people about nah, this thing nah, and saying that be. yeah, you're not telling people that they need to stop eating food because in your words you call that starvation. Yes. You don't do it just just like that. You know what I mean? I accidentally took seventeen years to do it. And and the funny thing was I was doing it 
a couple of years before I even told anybody I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I wanted to practice it. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to practice it to see if it worked. Is, it, is, is going food and water free possible? Yes. Believe me, it's possible. But it's not permanent in my experience. Oh, what a good distinction. Yeah. Somebody somewhere may make it permanent, but it's not my experience. And it's not the experience of anybody I know or have ever heard of. Mm. You know, even Jesus fasted for 40 days. Moses fasted for 40 days. Maybe even more. I'm not really up on the whole religious story stuff. But, but you know what I'm saying to you? Is it possible? Yes. But not permanent in my experience. And it's not called breatharianism. You know what I mean? To me, if you have to do techniques and shit, then it's not real. Because it's not just a normal function of your lifestyle. It's not a normal function or instinct of the body. Right. You know what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. That's how, now that's how I, that's where I take it. Because I look at the animals. And to me, the animals, man, they got it down. They got it down. You know, if you're hungry enough, you'll eat shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you? If you're hungry enough, you'll eat shit. You cannot say, I'm never going to eat ever again or drink ever again. Because I know there's times where that saliva dries up. <laughs> and that's when you're in the crap. But, but, but you've got, you got, you got to have your wits about you. You've got to have your knowledge about you. You can't be spaced out, ungrounded, talking about fairies. That's not going to save you. That's not. It, a lot of a lot of what I'm hearing from you is like a it's 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 like a grounded sense of like street smarts actually. Like it, you're well, not, that's what I came in. Right, that's what I came in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I came in with, and I've had to adapt. I've had to evolve, and a lot of times, Ronnie, I used to go ahead. I used to go ahead. I used to be the pioneer of myself and say, okay, let me see what these things are like. Because I can't talk shit about it if I don't know what I'm talking about, if I haven't really experienced it. This is what I feel like I want to do. So, 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 okay, let me try it. You know, so I would do it. Usually it's about three years, you know, getting through the changes, adapting, going through it until I figure out whether I like this thing or not or whether there's another evolution. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it gone through. I've never looked at someone and said, right, I want to do that because it looks good. Right. And then listen to their story. Like so many people talk to me about Jasmine and say, oh, I, 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 I heard Jasmine on the, on the radio interview and I just, wa- I just, you know. They want to be, like, they want to be like her or something. They want, yeah, they want to be just like her because she, 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 she talks it up, makes it sound beautiful. But at the end of the day, they're not her. That's right. And that's what I try and tell people about me is, you know what? I did what I could do at the time. They don't, they don't see the times where I've gone back. They don't see the times where I've struggled. You know, mm. you know what I'm saying to you? They don't see the times where I wanted to kill myself. Mm. Because I'm just so depressed. You know what I'm saying? We've all got problems, man. We've all got issues that we've got to work through. 
as well as trying to be better people in this diet thing. But the problem is when we, the moment we get off that drug called cooked food, everything's going to come, the floodgates are going to open. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so for me, that's where the whole breatharian thing becomes a scam is because people, some of these guys, and I know I'm going to get shit for this, but some of these gurus, man, they're misleading the people big time. They're mis- misleading the people big time. Um, and the problem is, a lot of these supporters know it, but they keep it quiet. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what gives the the lifestyle, the food-free, uh, dry-fasting lifestyle, a bad name. You know, because I've, you know, I'm, I've, I've had, you know, back in the day, I was kind of one foot in the mainstream and one foot in the new age with this peripheral thing. And I don't think there was anybody as mainstream as I got with it. So I know that the mainstream's looking in and thinking, what a bunch of fools. Yeah. You know what I mean? What a bunch of idiots. Yeah, it's being misrepresented. That's what I'm hearing. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I I can get that people want to, you know, that everyone. It's like I might I might support Manchester United, right? You might support um, LA, whatever they call them, soccer team, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, and to me, Manchester, I'm I'm Manchester United all the way through. Manchester United could kick your team's ass any day of the week, and no matter what Manchester. United do, they could be bottom of the league. I'm always going to be rooting for Manchester United, right? That's what it is. People pick an identity, what they want to attach themselves to, and what, no matter what happens, they're rooting for that thing. Right. <laughs> you know win, what I mean? Win or lose, doesn't matter. Exactly. And if I come along and say, breatharianism is a bunch, it's, it's a scam and it's, it's fake. Even if they know it, they're going to justify it. Right. And they're going to come back at me with an attack. You know what I'm saying to you? Yes, I do. And, it, and it's not, it's not truth. It's not truth. I don't care what identity people want to attach themselves to. I really don't. But no, when I cut, what time I getting me talking about this sick, there's that, and this breatharian said this, and this this breatharian they paid this amount of money to go to this breatharian's workshop, and they came back messed up, and now they can't do this, and blah 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 blah. Mhm, mhm. You know what I'm saying? That's when I'm I'm like, man, this ain't fair. Right, sounds so, like you've kind of had to t- you kind of had to shoulder the burden of that whole culture. Yes, before I even knew what it was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I was going through my three years exploration. So, and 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 when I did find, by the time I did find out what it was all about, I was I was so close to a breakdown. It was unbelievable. Because I was trying to, uh, the pressure to be, to now be what the public sees me as, was immense. To not let these people down. 
Yeah. Oh. Oh. Mess. I'd be stinking. I'd be tired. I'd be exhausted. You know what I'm saying? People would be like, oh, is that him? Wow, I thought he was better than that. Mm. But it was because I was getting... Nobody gave a shit. Nobody cared. It's because I was getting burnt out. It's because I was getting exhausted. I was getting depressed again. Mm. You know what I mean? People, you know, Ronnie, I would get people asking me, can you walk through walls? <laughs> Seriously. Can you walk through walls? Because I heard that when you go breatharian, you can walk through walls. We need only or drink. You, your, <laughs> your molecules get, get telling. They can justify it. They can give me this whole story as, as to why I should be able to walk through walls. And, you know, imagine everywhere you go, you're asking, do you go to the toilet? And you don't know what to say. If you say yes, it's like, oh, well, you must be drinking something then. Right. You know what I mean? You're constantly being, like, under a magnifying glass. Under scrutiny, man. And, uh, and apparently they know, they know what it is to be a breatharian, but they're not living it themselves. Right. They know all about it, but they're not actually living it themselves. And that's what I realized at the end of the day, Ronnie, is that the most knowledgeable people about this can't even do it. So what the hell was I doing? Mm -hmm. Killing myself to do something that nobody else was doing anyway. You know what I'm saying to you? Yeah, so, I mean, this is... You still there? Oh yeah, I'm still here, and I, um, I'm, I'm wanting to to bring this up to date now because your experiences. I mean, it's an incredible, incredible timeline and experience that you're sharing. And now, what is what is it like for you now? I know some things have changed. Um, where um, you're, you've brought back in like juices of some sort. Um, yeah. I, I saw you with the shaga mushroom and shaga tea. Yeah. The, the, it was a chaga that got me through uh, the bad times. Uh. It was going, you know, because I, I still kind of kept up with the um, the fasting. I still kept up with the cleansing protocols, the saltwater flushes. And to, to be honest with you, all the way through this, uh, apart from five years in the in the very beginning, uh, from five years into the whole thing, I've been doing the saltwater flushes. And I'm, I can honestly tell you, those are what probably saved my life. Okay. Those are what probably stopped me from getting burnt out. Totally. You know, because I would have done it. I was uh, food free and water free for, a, for a two to three years at one point. before Before nobody even knew about it. Or me doing it. You know what I mean? And I was doing that in the height of my most stressful period. You know, you know what I'm saying to you? And I had to bring the, the cleansing back in because I was getting so toxic. And if I can bring this in, Ronnie, is that I've had to surrender this whole, this whole throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because how easy it is to say, no, I mustn't do this. I mustn't do that. No, I mustn't let another uh, bit of food or water touch my, past my lips. I've had to surrender over the years, man. I've had to learn how to surrender. Mm. I've learned how to break down my ego. I've had to learn that, adapt. 
So I don't kill myself. So I don't end up anorexic. You know what I'm saying? So what happened was I actually, you know, at, at the time, you know, bringing it up to date, what happened was I met my wife. She saved my ass. You know, I was getting so delusioned, disillusioned with the whole breatharian scene, you know, everything. The people that were around me because, you know, people that could have supported me didn't. People that, uh, you know what I'm saying to you? Uh, just stupid stuff like that. And I just thought, you know, from, from day one to up to the present moment, I'm like, damn it, man. Ain't nobody helped me, you know what I mean? Ain't no, you know, David Wolf helped me a, a big time at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I can honestly say he's, he's probably one of the very few people that ever helped me. Wow. That ever was nice, that ever had a conversation, that ever took me in and said, man, how you doing? How are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And, um... He's he's one of few people to to do that. But when I met, you know, at that point, I was I was down and out, man. I was down and out. People had just wore me out. They had took everything from me. Mm. All my hopes, all my dreams, everything. And it's like they chew you up and spit you back out, man. And then it's on to the next person, to the next boy wonder. Wow. You know what I'm saying to you? And it, it, it messes with your system, <laughs> It messes with your, with your self-esteem, man, because you're there thinking you're helping people, they're your friends, they're your buddies, blah, blah, blah. They believe in you, but then, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're consuming you. They're consuming you. Yeah. I don't want to be in that. I don't want to be in an environment where people are consuming me. Because I'm sure you know, Ronnie, because you're pretty much of a celebrity uh too is that people see you're like a little clone for everybody people yeah. see what they want to see in you yeah and what you see of yourself is totally different most of the time to what they see oh yeah <laughs> and, the, and 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 what we have to deal with and adapt to is understanding that we can't control that even if it's something we don't want them to 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 see or to think they see in us You see, a lot of times, well, this person says um, they're, they're my number one fan and with what they're saying about me, they don't even know anything about me. Mm -hmm. This is what they see of me. You know what I mean? So, so that, used to, that used to trip me out a lot. And that's not easy to adapt to because you want to you wanna go out there and, and correct everybody. But you can't correct all these millions of minds. Yeah, you can't chase everyone down and, and plead your case, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, so with me, that, that just broke me down, man. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and, and like I said, it's like when you're in the public eye and you're up there, it's like people, they consume you, man. And it's like nothing's what it seems. So, you know, for me, being who I am, understanding that all I wanted to do was be a nice guy. I didn't want this thing to be who I am. I didn't want this breatharian thing or the fruitarian thing to be who I am. 
those things were just aspects of me. But it was like nobody really wanted to know the real me. Mm. And even when people got the chance to see the real me, they didn't like it. We just didn't blend. We just didn't mix. Mm -hmm. I didn't like them and they didn't like me. We liked each other as fan and celebrity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you? And I don't like using the word fan. Yeah. I hate it. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? Yeah. People, well, people, people kind of put themselves in that position, it seems like, too, when they yeah. treat somebody like a celebrity. Yeah. But then they wouldn't like me even if they got to know me. Right. I'm into tattoos. I'm into Dobermans. I'm into what, why. It's a run and all things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people, I wouldn't like them because... You know, maybe they don't like big dogs. Maybe they don't like black dogs. Maybe they, they have these, these, these issues. Maybe they're scared. Maybe they're scaredy cats. Right. Maybe they let that, maybe they let those things lock their lives. And that's something I hate. Mm -hmm. I don't like being around people like that. You know what I mean? Um, so those were the things I was dealing with when you bring it up to date. And, you know, I was... I was like, you know what, um, by the time, well, when I met my wife, I mean, we, we moved in with each other within five days. I think we were pretty much instant, actually. Um, we knew we were going to get married even before we met. It was that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And so she, she kind of like, in a way, brought you out of that, that, that slump and that darkness that you felt you were in? And she, to whatever I was going through, I could have been, I could have been the happiest man in the world. I could have been have my shit together so big, mm -hmm. and she still would have eclipsed that. Mm. That's just who she was. Not because I was down and out, but that's just who she was. You know what I mean? Mm. And you have to understand. No woman was like that for me. No woman was ever good enough. Many had tried, but they just weren't good enough. They couldn't keep up. They couldn't shine bright enough. Whatever it is. Right? But she came now, and she impressed me. And I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying to you? You have to understand. I've had nobody to look up to. I've had nobody to respect. But yet, here this woman was coming into my life like she owned the place. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I had to submit and I had to surrender and I had to say, well, this might be the one. Wow. So anyway, cut a long story short, we got together, we moved in together, and that's all she wrote. Mm. That's all she wrote. And then my thing was, was, you know, and I'm not even sure to this day whether she really knew who I was at that time. Um, I know she'd said that she'd heard of me and um, she didn't really know what the whole thing was about. But, um, you know, I remember I had set in my mind that, okay, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to tell her about the whole Breatharian thing. And I'm just going to say to her that I'm just going to eat shit and die and that's it. You know what I mean? Because I want to quit this thing. Mm. I'm sick and tired of doing this, trying, trying to do the right thing. 
You know what I mean? So I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to just, just, just eat shit and die. And that's, and that's what I did. I did it for about a year or, no, I did it for about, no, I did it for about, oh shit, I think it was in total about two years. And I think the first year was about uh, just, in fact, it was the first two months, I think, was just about enjoying myself. That was the intention. But then I asked her, what do you want to do with your life? And she said, well, I want to be fruitarian. Oh. And, and that was like the, the big screech, the brakes. Wow. You know, to this dream and fantasy that I was just going to jack it all in and quit the whole thing. You know, and then she, you know, she was so inspiring and the way she was explaining it, talking about it, I can tell that it was her calling. You know what I mean? So I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to have to go in there with her because I know what the scene's like. I know it's vultures. Mm. I know it's opportunists. I know it's backyard healers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to put her, I'm not going to let her go into that. Because that's what I had to do. And because I went through it, she doesn't have to go through it. So I said, you know what? I'm going in there with you. I'm going to, I'm going to coach you through it. And uh, we're going to have a special arrangement that I coach you through it. And because I know what this thing is, you're going to have to, we're going to have to come to a very firm agreement on this. You know what I mean? Otherwise, this, 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 up. Otherwise, it will smash this relationship to pieces. Mm. And that's what we did. That's what we did. So we've taken like three years to um, three years to transition. And I've, I've come back to liquids. And well, I, I call it fruitarian. But in that, I'm dry fasting and I'm on liquids. And to be honest with you, if I want a melon, I'm going to have a melon. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Um, I'm a fruitarian thing anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I love the hell out of dry fasting. I really do. That's that's my bread and butter. That's my bread and butter, and I and I do that every day. You know what I'm saying? I have a one hour. In fact, I have a. Uh, the the luxury is having a one hour eating window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But generally, generally it's about half an hour or fifteen minutes. Depends what I'm having. If I'm having OJ, it's about fifteen minutes, and I'll just sip it slow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's my that that's my window. The rest of the time, I'm dry fasting. Wow. Wow. Again, nine years, nearly twenty years. You know what I'm saying to you? But it's but it's it's not like we just said right, we're go fruitarian now and we did an instant transition. I had to learn. And here's a funny thing, you know, me and my wife have such such a relationship from doing this transition together, and she's still she's still scratching the surface with it. You know what I'm saying? She's still dealing with her stuff, with her uh, mental health. She's still dealing with her physical health. She's still adapting to all of this and all the nuances that this that this lifestyle and the whole transition brings up mm-hmm. but but she has me to coach her through it you know what i mean um you know we go through the whole masculine feminine thing and 
I, I don't know if you know, Ronnie, or if, you, if, if you've had experience with this, but a lot of women tend to have adopted the masculine role. Yes. You know what I mean? And for some women, it's just hard to let go. And, and my wife's been through that. We've had to go through that. You know, we've had to go through a lot, a hell of a lot. Because you know, if you come, if you're, shall we say, for want of a better term, your soulmate comes into your life, you know you've got some shit to work out. Yes. You know it's not uh, it's not always uh, love and light. You know what I'm saying? You guys got to become a unit. You gotta you gotta work out your crap together. You mm. gotta hold space for each other. You gotta support each other through the worst. You gotta see their worst. If you want honest, you gotta see the worst. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's my philosophy of it. So I generally don't live in this love and light breatharian thing, you know, everything's euphoric, because I know it ain't. So that's that's where we are. That's where we are now. And that's and that's what I've had to come through. So it's been a, a total experience in in dealing with it with with my wife. Having having another shot at it and dealing with it. And helping my wife along too, because um, it's it's dealing with a different mind. It's dealing with a different, you know. I'm challenged every day because she's, you know, she's just like everyone else. Give her an inch and she'll take a mile. On her worst day, you know. Mm. And the detox and the transition will do that to you. Plus, whatever mental health issue you have, it will do that to you. Mm-hmm. It will bring out the worst. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that's something that uh, is has been very refreshing. It's taught me a lot about people, about coaching, coaching people. I have a whole new philosophy and perspective on coaching people. You know, um, it's not it's not about the food. It's not about that. Before you can even tackle the food, you got to go to to someone's emotional space. Yeah. You've got to go to their parents, who their parents are. You know what I'm saying? If you can figure out who the parents are, then you can predict what you're going to do. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Point. Because you have to understand, if, if I tell you to look at yourself, you're going to miss a whole lot of stuff. You're not going to be able to see it because you're looking in the mirror. You know what I'm you may be able to say, oh, yeah, well, we do this, we do that. Yeah, yeah, because my dad always does that. Yeah, That's what he's like. But you probably won't relate it to what you do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way you think. So I've, I've, I've learned a lot with uh, actually quitting, taking time out, recovering, and doing this again. But from an older and wiser perspective. You know what I'm saying to you? And it's, it's beautiful. I've got to say, it's beautiful. It's so much better. It's so much easier. And in that, Ronnie, people have been receiving me a whole lot different. You know, people have been receiving me with, with open arms. Mm. I'm quick to say this is bullshit or blah, blah, blah. And people are quick to say how negative I am. No. But that's been my world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Being a, being a pioneer, you get the crap. But I can honestly say, people have 
been loving on me something and it's powerful. Mm. I'm really, you know what I mean? I'm really happy to hear that and uh I'm happy to say it. Yeah, I can feel it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's it's I mean, so many years it wasn't like that. So many years because you have to understand when you're doing this so called breatharian thing, um I'm man, I was getting everybody coming at me. I was getting everybody coming at me. But, you know, in all those years, maybe one or two people ever stuck up for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The good people don't say shit. They really and that was one of the big... Because for nobody... I'm trying to be a martyr here. <laughs> <laughs> I made that mistake of being a martyr. And I was like... I'm trying to be a martyr here for you. I'm trying to do this for you. Yeah. And where are you guys? Where are you guys when I need support? Where are you guys when I when I need help? And now that was one of the biggest reasons why I quit was because I genuinely believed there was nobody out there for me. Nobody gave a crap and nobody was going to do anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you got to understand when he the good people don't say shit. Right. It's the, what do they say? It's the, the loudest wheel gets the oil. Mm. You know what I mean? The good people I've learned don't say crap, man. And they, they just, they just carry on and turn the other cheek and they ignore everything and they think you're going to do the same. But they don't realize that it hurts, man. Yeah. They don't realize the, the, the frustration. They don't realize that it's hard for a pioneer they don't realize that it's hard for someone to step out in front ahead of them and take the hits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just got I I just got fed up of doing it. I just I just got pissed off of doing it. You know, so now I'm now I'm a better coach, I'm a better person, I'm 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 a husband. I like I would like to say I'm a better son, I'm a better brother. Mm. You know what I'm saying to you? Mm -hmm. I'm a better I'm a better universe for all of this. But it's like, you know, still the journey goes on because like why you know that beautiful You stand that you it's your own little space and that's the place where you can be happy. You may not be able to be happy sharing with other people. You may not be able to be, you may not be able to find a space where you can be around others and be the same happy. You know what I mean? So that's, that's where we're kind of looking at is, okay, we've been chasing this, you know, as individuals, we've both been chasing this thing of, okay, we need to do something that we love, but it's like, okay, what is that? Yeah. Because it all involves being in the mainstream. It all involves dealing with people, other people, other minds. Yes. You know what I mean? And going through that corruption, the pollution, the egos. Mm -hmm. And people won't help you because you're aligned with so-and-so or because you said this about breatharianism or blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's not many people that are actually helping just for the sake of it. 
Right. That's the guy I want to be. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I want to help someone because I can. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to lie to you. I want to make money coaching because I love coaching and I want to do what I love and love what I do. I don't want to be in a five, nine to five job in, in some supermarket. I couldn't imagine you working a job. <laughs> I would be, I would be going postal, man. Every, you know I've done it. I've been there. I've been there, my friend. And it's not me. I know with my mental health stuff, I know I have to be, do, I know I have to be authentically authentic. And I have to be doing what I love and loving what I do. What I do has to inspire the hell out of me. Yes. Because ain't nothing else going to make me a better person. There ain't nothing strong enough to make me a better person. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a powerful dude, man. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm a powerful dude. So yes, you are. I need... You know what I mean? And not everyone knows their power. And that's what me and my wife are working on. I heard, I heard the term... Uh, this 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 day, I was I was I was reading a message, and somebody was describing us, and it was um, we're working on our unity, and I thought that was so beautiful. Mm. Me and my wife are working on our unity. That is perfect. Mm. That's, that's what we're doing. We're working on relationship stuff. We're we're evo we're trying to evolve to become a unit. You know what I'm saying to you. Mm -hmm. Yoga's not going to do it. <laughs> Meditation's not going to do it. But actually going through the trials and tribulations of a relationship as two Aries, we're both Aries, um, going through the trials and tribulations of our mental health, um, of, of, you know, clearing out of our purge. That's what's going to do it, man. Mm. Because there ain't nothing strong enough. I tell you, my wife is a titan. She is a titan, a true goddess, man. And ain't nothing but a, but a God's going to move her. Nothing. And I'm that God. I'm that man that's going to do it because she ain't going to do it for nobody else. Wow. Nobody else, gonna, nobody else is going to earn her respect. Otherwise, anybody else tries... She'll chew them up and spit them out. She's a powerful woman. Hmm. You know, of, of, I won't say my life, but that's the beauty of getting involved in this, uh, uh, how can I put it, man? The whole raw food, the whole fruitarian, the liquidarian, the fasting. You know, there is a beauty in that. Even though it's most areas are highly polluted, corrupted, I have not met as many beautiful people anywhere else. Mm. Yeah, me too. You know what I'm saying? My, my kind of people, like I said, in amongst those kind of, in amongst my kind of people, there's a lot of corruption, there's a lot of pollution. But that's where they are, man. But that's where the, the light shines in the darkness, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's about, you know, adjusting to that. And I've had a hard time adjusting to that. 
Because, you know, people will look at me and say, oh, well, you're not new age, you're black, or you got tattoos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or you don't wear robes. You don't, you don't put a red dot in your forehead. You're not a swami. Mm. You know what I mean? But I've learned that, you know, you could be talking to Jesus. You could be talking to a rose sweeper. And for all you know, you could be talking to the most profound individual on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't know. You don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we we have to dissolve all this judgment um, quicker and quicker, actually. Man, you know what we need to do? Well, in my opinion, my experience is that we need to look at ourselves, man. If we could yeah. just all take care of ourselves and focus on and so, I people judge. Don't know yourself. Are you being a better person? Are you looking at me and reflecting who I really am, or are you just projecting your own emotional instability? Right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And. You know, I mean, me and my wife talk about this all the time because we have to go out into public eye and we're both awkward individuals, you know. <laughs> we come from that background. But I'm, I'm probably got, I've probably got a little bit more cool in me than she has. You know what I'm saying? So I can, I can maneuver myself amongst people and not give a shit about what they think about me. In fact, I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 looking at how you treat me and if you're a good person. Yes, I I might play the game a little bit too much and make you believe I'm just an idiot. But I'm really watching you to see how you treat me and if you can be trusted. Yes. Cuz in my in my world, man, it's survival of the fittest. I don't care what anybody says. It's survival of the fittest at the end of the day. You just got I always tell my wife, you just got to make sure you ain't someone's lunch. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's that love and light person that doesn't listen, that doesn't want to surrender, that's tagging behind because everything's, you know, they're, they're, they're picking daffodils and daisies and trying to catch butterflies. They're the ones that are going to get so they're the ones that are going to be someone else's lunch. Yeah. They're the ones. They're the ones that are going to be the victims. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that generally play the victims emotionally. Yeah. Tell me about it, brother. <laughs> yeah. Money. I mean, I'm. I just opened up a Facebook page for all these people that have said, "Oh, well, man, we've been looking for you. We've been supporting you." Then I've opened up a page for these people. And I could make it look so pretty with pictures of bliss and euphoric. And I could post all these really positive things. But nobody sees the struggles that we go through here at home. Me and my wife. Yeah. But to Facebook, I'm doing fantastic. But that's not how I want to live. That's, that's, that's really not how I want to live. It makes me resentful trying to, trying to lie like that. Right. Well, I think that's, that's why I really vibe with you is because you are real and you are authentic and you're not trying to be the poster boy for 
any any cult or any circle uh, or you know breatharianism or whatever like you're mm. you're literally just a human being that was called towards a very unique path in my yeah. in the way that I look at it and that's a that's a miracle like you are a mm. walking talking miracle and you you know man listen no no we all are well, I, that that's what I, I wanted to. I was gonna. I was gonna conclude that thought with saying that uh, maybe there's a better way of me saying that is that the way that this is my interpretation. I'm not projecting. Yeah. I'm just. This is my my perspective. Is that um, like all of us? Yes, we are all walking, talking miracles. But not all of us answer the call. Right. Therefore, exactly. not all of us are able to exactly. manifest or express that miracle that is life. Mm, and, so, and so I see you mm. like you've answered the call, but you didn't come from you didn't like you said in the beginning of this interview, you didn't choose to be fruitarian or to to do any of this really. It was like a like an intuitive nudge or something that guided you, mm. and you just said, "Okay, like I guess we're doing this now." Yeah, here's 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 the funny thing. About a month before that, I was paying particular attention to guys my age. Mm. And you have to understand, I was eating, I was eating to win it, man. I was eating crap to win it. I was, I was, I was <laughs> eating crap for the, for the best team on the planet. You know what I mean? I was a champion. And um, but I was looking, I was, I was, that was creeping up on me. Mm. And that's what it was. That was creeping up on me over time. And I was starting to take to looking at guys my age. They all had the the gut. Right? The gut that goes over their belt. Right. And they was all miserable. And I thought, why is this resonate with me so much? Why am I being why is this getting my attention so much? And then it hit me. Mm. You know what I mean? After after a month for that, the next day it was like, Oh shit, I c I don't wanna I don't wanna it was literally making me nauseous thinking about eating another mouthful or or an apple pie you know you know what i'm saying yeah. just to make me feel better just to eat something because i used to eat to ground myself to make to for you know emotional comfort for comfort food you know what i mean and it was like it was just like something said no man stop it no more no more man this is this is this is actually killing me Wow. It's like my universe said, man, please, I beg I beg you, please. <laughs> I beg you, please, man, no more. Wow. You know, so it was I, I, that person at the time where it was like, okay, then what do I do want? What do I want, sorry? And it was like, I want something lighter, more, more juice. So I thought, man, I want a mango. So I went and got one. It was simple as that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would love, I would love to tell this story that it was the, you know, the clouds opened up, the rays, rays of sunshine came down on my house, and, you know, a voice told me, but it was, it was nothing like that. It was just like I want a mango, so I went out and got one, and it was the best mango I'd ever tasted. And from that, and from that decision, your entire life path was un unfolded from there. Oh man! So amazing. Yeah. That that damn mango. It <laughs> <laughs> started that with a damn mango. mango. <laughs> that, that, you know, that damn mango <sighs> seduced me to spread its seed. Wow, what a metaphor. Pulled me in, man.
pulled me in. Wow. Um. Geez. On that note, um, <laughs> what an incredible uh, journey. Like I said in the beginning of this, this wasn't going to be like any ordinary interview. This was going to be a journey. And I, I feel like after an hour and 30 minutes, I'm sitting here just like, I feel like I've gone through an entire like, um, yeah, like a journey with you. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your story with all of us. Mm. Man, I just hope it's, 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 it's cleared stuff up because, you know, I don't, uh, I don't have an attachment anymore to the breatharian thing i mean i you know some time ago i had some kind of loyalty to it but now i know what it's about mm -hmm. then i don't have you know it's i'm more of the whole primal thing you know yeah and i understand that fruits aren't necessarily made for us because you know if you was to put a uh a, 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 some cooked food out on the table some animal's going to eat it you know what I'm saying? And then after that, they're going to be hooked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all seen people giving uh, their, their pet dogs the same food they eat, right? And then they yeah. get fat and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. It's not like the animals are refusing it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying to you? Animals aren't, aren't, they're not going to refuse it. Some do in some situations, but on the whole, generally, if animals hungry enough, they'll eat shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I want to say something. Um, so I had a conversation with, with I'm not going to name names, but I had a conversation with somebody and it was like, it was very disturbing for me personally. Um, and it was a high profile Breferian, the high profile now. And, um, and they, you know, they compared people that aren't Breferians to animals. And I'm like, you know what, then I'm a fucking animal because mm. to me, to me, they just do this. You know, like I said, if you were to give an animal cooked food, they're not going to turn it down. Right. It is, what it, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. It is what it is. We're all the same when it comes to this hunger, when it comes to this drug thing. Right. You know what I mean? There is no animals are worse or animals are better. We're all the damn same when it comes to the drug thing, man. Mm. And, you, and, don't, and you, don't, you don't stand up here saying anything judgmental or trying to separate yourself from other people like this, this individual seemed to be doing. No. At the end of the day, I know I, I'm as heck. And I know... I've got shit to deal with now. I deal with shit on an everyday basis. And that's what makes me an awesome coach. Not because I live in this dream world where I can talk about every aspect of the fantasy. No, I deal with real shit. Right. I've been doing that for nearly two decades, man. I've been there. The worst, the highs and the lows. I've been through hell and back about eight times. Hmm. I burnt my stripes, you know what I mean? So that's why I can say what I say. And I know a lot of it is my personal thing. And I, I, I put on my Facebook, you know, this, this is my personal thing. But if my, ex, if my life experience can enhance yours, then that's a good exchange. 
And that's what being a coach is. Mm, I like saying that. to you, it's not it's not swaying you one way or the other. That's that's not what I'm here for. I'm here I'm here to be my own universe first and foremost, and to up up up. It's like me when I talk to you. I'm not trying to pull you into my universe. I'm I'm respecting you as your own god of your own universe, mm. and me over here a god of my universe, and me and you were just rapping. Yes. You know what I mean? If I'm if, if you don't send your nuclear warheads my way, I'm not gonna send any <laughs> nuclear warheads your way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying to you? Yes. <laughs> and that's it. End of story. I'm not trying to pull you into oh, because I'm doing this, you've got to do it too. And if you don't want to do it, you're stupid. Or you're an animal. It's like little kindergarten ish behavior. <laughs> Isn't it just? Yes. Isn't it just? It is. It's it's, it's exactly that. Schoolboy. Schoolboy crap. Yeah. Schoolyard. Schoolyard. Yeah. Well, I, I think but, you, you don't operate with in, any real insecurities. Not to say that you're not. In, you don't have fears and doubts like everyone else, but you don't operate from those places, it seems. Like, you're not trying to validate or defend anything. No, nah, because I know it's so it's so fragile. Yeah, I know it's. I know this game is so fragile, and it can change. It's like the wind; it can change at the drop of a hat. Yeah, and then where are you? You know, you write a book about it after two weeks, and then the chain, the wind changes direction. I mean, I mean, the wind changes direction. You're stuffed. You got to write another book now, saying, "Well, um, <laughs> what happened was." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you got so well. fluid, man. I mean, Bruce Lee was right. You got to be like water. Yes. This this thing is tough, man. This thing is tough because the ego will say to you, right, you gotta you gotta do this and everyone's gotta follow you and blah blah blah. I mean, I'm Aries, right? Mm. I'm Aries. So I'm a leader, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like I have to lead myself. because I don't want to make you, Ronnie, a sheep. So this so this leader here has a has a follower. I don't want to make everybody else my sheep just so I can satisfy my Aries nature. Mm. I have to I have to say no, that's not what I want to do because at the end of the day, if I'm occupied shepherding the sheep, then I'm not actually taking time to deal with myself that's going on at the same time. So there could be a revolt going on within myself. That's not getting dealt with. While I think I'm being a badass because I've got 4,999 uh, f- uh, friends on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to you? Yeah. And that's, that's, to me, that's deep. Because I'm trying to find other people like that. You know what I'm saying to you? Those are the people that I vibe with. Those are the people that I want to have everlasting friendships with. You know what I mean? Those those people that are quite happy to be their own universe. Mm. And to occupy their own space. Me and my wife, we've only come across few people like that. And she, trust me, Ronnie, she's witnessed these, these so-called uh, snakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's seen the people that try to maneuver 
their way to me, around me. You know what I mean? But, you know, the people that we gravitate to are the people that want to do, that want to be authentic. Yes. That don't want to do the things that they hate and then be assholes for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That take out on other people because they're doing stuff they don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, we don't want to do, I mean, my coaching game is having to change because I don't want to coach the way uh, the culture dictates. You know what I mean? A lot of people, when they come for um, coaching with me, they want to dictate how it goes. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to play that game because I know it's a totally different thing. I've got to do my thing. I've got to be authentic, and I've got to tell it as it is. You know what I'm saying? I do, and that—that's the beauty of this conversation. I, you, you've done just that, and that's who you are. And I really appreciate that so much. And um, I find—I feel like this is the perfect point to um, to hit the conclusion. Well, you know, to hit that, to hit that, (laughs) that stop button. We are. you know, it's funny. Most of the interviews um, are about 60 minutes. So we've actually gone 45 minutes um, above and beyond. And I'm very happy we did. Because, um, I mean, like I said, this this conversation and to have you on, it's a, it's a huge honor for me. It's a privilege. But it's also an exploration into a phenomena that is nothing short of a miracle. Um, but you being the one to answer the call and to live it again, is why I was so fascinated by your experience. And I think that's why people listening um, would be so fascinated too, because it's not about it's not about you. It's about a reflection of human potential and what's possible when we do align with our heart's desire and we do surrender to the body's intelligence and we ultimately become more authentic. What's possible for our life when we, we dedicate ourselves to that? So... Man, can I say something before we go off the air? Yes, sir. There's a there's a group called Master Fast System. Um, I'm not into the system so much, but the group as a whole are they look like wonderful people to me. And for me, it's so refreshing, and it's an honor that they're even out there that they kind of support the whole fasting, dry fasting thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As a way to cleanse. Um, there's a guy called Gino, some, Gino something, I don't know where he's from, but it's a guy called Gino something. And, um, but I, I give them a big shout out because, I, you know, I, I, I can't play a lot more on that group, but I kind of don't want to cloud it up, you know. Um, but, you know, years ago, man, when I was around, there weren't nothing. There wasn't anything for people like me or wanting to do what I was evolving to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I want to give them a big shout out. And there's also one of the things that what me and my wife are really into in terms of um, self-help is the whole um, uh, frequency thing, a 432, 528 hertz frequency thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's been very helpful, especially for my wife. And there's a guy called uh, Olive, Oliver Riz. It's a Hungarian guy. One of the guys on my Facebook has pointed me out to him, and his music is very 
soothing. It's piano guy, and it's uh, apparently the, the instruments are set at four three two and five two eight, and it's um, stuff like that, you know. Through the people on on that I'm connecting with now, I'm um, I'm being exposed to these things. You know what I'm saying? That me and my wife are into that we're investigating and we're experimenting with. And I just want to give those guys, you know, a shout out to sharing, for sharing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just want to pass, I wanted to pass that on because, you know, for us, you know, um, it's, it's, it's important that we get together and share. Yes. And if that sharing gets too big, then yes, exchange. You know, exchange something, whether it's money or barter. You know what I mean? So that is, so that exchange covers it. Don't, don't, don't consume people, you know? Share. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to kind of, uh, you know, uh, nurture that within myself. So, you know, you're never too big to learn in my eyes. You know, you're never too big to learn. But anyway, I'm rambling now. No, it's it's perfect. I I it's it's great for me. I'm I'm taking a lot of this in too for my own my own uh, experience and development. I, I mean, even you, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. You know, I you know, you may not know it, but I've actually watched you too. I've watched you evolve. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like there's not a lot of people creating the avenue for people like me to express. Mm. There's not a lot of people like you holding space. You know, I'm not good at articulating stuff. And there's not a lot of people like you that can help me bring out and articulate what you in all of this. Mm. And even, you know, sometimes you may not get the exchange back, but you have to adapt in some way or just don't do it. But you have to understand there's not a lot for, for people like us, for the genuine people. There's not much out there, man. And you're providing something that is invaluable. And, you know, you only, like me, you only find that out when you're gone you don't miss the water until the well ones runs dry mm. you know what i'm saying people ain't going to tell you oh man thank you so much only i quit screw this right and you're gone are people going to say man i really love that radio show you used to do mm-hmm wow you know what i'm saying to you yeah mm. so hang it well hang in there if that's the case hang in there but I can tell you, man, from my heart, game recognized game. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so grateful for you. Oh, man. I'm so, I really, really appreciate that. My heart is totally open receiving those words and that acknowledgement. And game recognized game, respect begets respect. And mm. uh, I appreciate your respect. And I have the utmost respect for you. And. Mm. I just, yeah, I, I'm here to support you. Uh, and the type of people that are in my circle are those same type of people as well. So mm. 
Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how this all transpires, and I guess we'll just, it'll be revealed to us as we go along. Is what it is, man. (laughs) 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 It is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever it is, it's going to be beautiful. Mm. The the worse it gets, the more beautiful it's going to be. The more beautiful the victory. Absolutely. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Wow, what a great, and on that note, wow. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Man, thanks for having me. Likewise. So, man, laters. Goodbye.